Welcome to What's Your Hustle? In this episode, I have a chat with a local artist who uses everyday inspiration from her life to create beautiful pieces of art. Jillian is an advocate for living in creativity, self-growth, and finding your superpower. So let's get into it. Here's What's Your Hustle? The Grapefruit Creative with my guest, Jillian Christian. Hey listeners, it's Halima with What's Your Hustle, and I'm here today with a very special guest, Jillian Christian from The Grapefruit Creative. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. We were just chatting earlier that it's kind of a rainy day here in Edmonton when this episode is being recorded, and it's it feels like proper fall now. Finally. Yes, it's here. It's one of my favorite seasons, I think, fall. I agree. It has I feel to like be. We've gotten a little bit longer of a fall this year. Yeah, which is nice. I'm not complaining at all. <laughs> no, I will take it. <laughs> yeah. Who is the person behind the Grapefruit Creative? Uh, so my name, as you have introduced me, my name is Jillian. Um, I'm a 32-year-old work-at-home uh, mom and wife. Uh, I love plants, and I love tea. I love Dr. Phil. I love uh, the Golden Girls. Um, I love interior design. Which are all amazing things that make up a person, and it's... Dr. Phil, I feel like, is very special to have, (laughs) especially Uh, because it's been on so long that it's just... It's nice that you carry on that love affair with Dr. Phil. (laughs) I have memories of him as, like, a teenager and just, like, racing home from high school to come and watch him, which is something I probably shouldn't be admitting. Oh, no, I was in the same boat. Four o'clock, you, like, by the time we got home at four o'clock, Dr. Phil, and then Oprah, when Oprah was still on right after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we came from the days of, like, four o'clock being, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and then The Simpsons to the days of Dr. Phil and Oprah. (laughs) So we're dating ourselves as, as, as you can tell, yes, we are in the 32 Club, so yeah, that is our childhood. <laughs> what is the Grapefruit Creative? Uh, the Grapefruit Creative is the art brand that I started for myself. Um, I started it uh, five years ago, um, and I got the name actually from uh, my, it's an inspiration and a note to my kids. Um, so I, as every, any mom who's listening would know that they have the pregnancy apps and once you download them, they tell you week by week what size of fruit your baby is at that week and, uh, grapefruit just always stuck. So I always refer to our, our children in womb as great little grapefruits. So that's, uh, and when I started my, my art career, that's what I decided to go with as a little tribute to them. Yeah, which is very nice that it's it's something that is a is your legacy, and to incorporate them into that legacy is it's very special, and it's it's something fun, and it just it reminds you of happiness and summertime and yeah. all the good things. Like when I think grapefruit, I think just like summer. It's sweet. It's kind of bitter, but like you can pair it with everything, and it it's something that um, can be adaptable into every part of life, which I think is really special. Finding a name for your your business in general is just, like, so hard. So I'm glad that I had these three little 
ankle biters to <laughs> find some inspiration from, or else I'd probably be hooked. Yeah. So you started five years ago. What was the what was the drive behind? This is it. This is what I want to do and what I want to start. Um, well, as I mentioned, I have three kids. Um, my first was a planned home birth that didn't go as planned. Uh, but my second, she ended up being like the most wonderful, perfect birth. And I had her at home. And after that, I just felt so empowered and strong and like amazing. Um, I knew that I didn't want to have to go back to serving to help provide for my family. So I've always been somewhat interested in art and always been dabbled here and there. So then I decided to just take it full time and take this big leap. Yeah. And to do something for yourself and, you know, having that moment of what I assume is just so magical, especially, you know, after the worry of the first and then the second being this like, wow, I did it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, my dream was to have this. And, you know, the first time didn't go as planned, but healthy baby. And the second time was like, oh, this is this is neat and interesting yeah. and really good. She was absolutely uh hundred percent confident booster like I just yeah I've never really been one to like go for things that much yeah I don't know I come from a large family so we kind of just get lost in the mix but after this one I was like after her birth I was like yes yeah I I can do anything and I feel that those that um choose to give birth in terms of becoming a mother or giving birth to help a family through surrogacy, you find this power of inner strength that you're a legit Wonder Woman, which yeah. is incredible. I agree. Where do you find your inspiration for your pieces? And um, I use Pinterest a lot for my inspiration. Uh, they always have, obviously, everybody loves Pinterest. You always find some great stuff on there. Um, I also find lots of my inspiration from other like local artists or photographers. I love painting flowers, so I use lots of like wedding photographers. I look at their the bouquets that they've photographed, and then I also I just love plants and flowers and nature myself. So I'm always got my camera handy and ready to snap pictures for me to look back on later and paint. You have many canvases. I know you did one for me last summer, and it's a a, a mat, an outdoor mat, and it says Gangster's Paradise. If anyone's familiar with Coolio, Gangster's Paradise is like one of my favorite songs. I can rap it, no problem. And I, but you see everything as a canvas. What is your favorite type of canvas? Um, right now, I really am enjoying painting on uh, like clothes and hats. I love doing jackets, especially for brides and stuff. They're a great keepsake, and I love. I've just started doing my textured florals on hats, and I just think those are super cool. And I've, like, I've seen your textured florals, especially when you do them on the vinyl pieces. Oh, yes. Oh. Too. Yeah, and, the and like, the cutting boards, and it's just, like, a piece of anything art. That, yeah, anything that you don't, like, typically see, like, paintings on is something that I will be like, yes, I, I can paint on that. Yeah, which is, like, which is just... It's just a testament that, like, anything can be art. If, if If you're bored with something, like, I have a bookshelf behind me, and I'm like, you know what? I could just paint this black and just make it my own and, and do exactly. certain things, right? And everything is just, like, how you look at it 
and how you want to change it, adapt it, mold it to make it something beautiful, I think is, I think is what is very inspirational and very beautiful behind Grapefruit Creative. What is your process of creation like? Um, so with my texture and florals, it's a bit of a, a long process. Um, I usually will mix my paints, and they're all like custom mixed. I don't use ever straight from the tube. I always add this and add that. Uh, but I mix it on the styrofoam plate. Uh, then I have to uh, add a texture paste so it's not so shiny. It's not the shiny paint. It's like a matte finish. Uh, it then sits out usually in my office, and I'm always on edge because my children like to sneak in here. <laughs> I'm like, please don't touch the wet paint. Yeah. Uh, but it sits out in here and it dries for a couple days, and I'm always stirring it like every four to six hours so it gets really nice and thick and tacky. And then I apply it with a palette knife and it dries for usually a week so it looks nice and hard and it doesn't change its shape. Uh, and then I add some little details and like clean up my lines and stuff like that and add a, a coat of spray varnish and then she's good to go. Wow that is a lengthy process and I know that when I was I had ordered my piece you're like I need six weeks and it's not even the fact of you don't have it's just the fact that like no this is legit how long this takes. It is a process and I think anything that is worth it and anything that um is beautiful and is made with love takes that patience really it takes that a lot of that like no I promise you that that six weeks window is gonna be worth it because it is that patience and it is that love that you want to put in to pieces that you hope you know brings this like joy and light to a person's home or whatever or their jacket or their wardrobe or you know anything that's part of them yeah I don't want to rush things or just push them out because I can I want to take my time and I I do put my heart in every piece so I'm happy to tell people to take yeah. time. <laughs> and any piece you get from Jillian, it's a piece of love that she does. So we <laughs> and we all need that, especially like in this in this time of like still great uncertainty and, you know, still scariness. We we need that. Like we need that piece of like this is made with love because, you know, it's worth it. And I feel like since we have been in this, this like, uncertain time, uh, from talking to all my artist friends and stuff like that, that's when people have really, I even find myself, that's when people have really started, like, cherishing homemade and handmade stuff. Like, the, the shop local and shop small movement has really flourished and blossomed 18 months. I mean, it also helps that when you sit at home and, you realize your walls are empty. Like, <laughs> you need something, but... Yeah. In your process, again, we said, like, it takes, like, it for an order, place it well in advance for the time that you take to create. You, It's hours, it's weeks. You also help manage a busy household. How do you balance having a business and being a mother and a wife? I feel like this is something that I have struggled and I continue to struggle with. Um... I am trying to balance it better now, especially after having my third child and realizing that, like, I just can't do it all. I really just try to, like, unplug when I'm not working to, like, fully unplug, not just side-eye on my phone and looking at emails, but, like, fully, like, put my phone down and, like, just be with my kids. It's still, it's always a work in 
progress. I'm always going to probably not be satisfied with where I'm at. I could always do better, but yeah. I think I've come like leapers from where I was. I was just, I was kind of like a little workaholic, but I, I really value like being able to unplug now and like step away from, yeah. From all of the craziness that all is life now. Yeah. Yeah. And I find, like, you know, being in a state of, we were home for almost two years and not really traveling or going anywhere and being in that state of, like, my mind can be elsewhere, right, instead of one sort of focus, whether it be family or work or whatever, extracurricular activity. And and I think what's important is that you do put, you know, your phone down from that distraction. And yeah. I think that we all need to take that, you know, especially for your, your busy mother, you want to spend time with your kids, especially when they're young and growing and exactly. becoming a whole different people <laughs> altogether. Yeah. yeah, the first five years is wild, and I really want to be present for that. Yeah. Remember it. You said earlier that uh, with your second child, you became this sort of Wonder Woman and and you felt this confidence and strength. How do they inspire you on a day-to-day with your pieces and your process? I just, I always have them in mind. Everything that I do, I know that starting this was for them and I know it's helping better their lives. I know, obviously, it's providing, helping provide for them. I know it's also giving them a really good look at how hard their mom works and how being a hard worker is important, like putting everything that you can into something. They inspire me because my both my daughters are super into coloring and art now, and they just draw the most wonderful pieces. Uh, both my husband and I have actually like gotten tattoos of some of their drawings. Oh, that's so sweet. They're amazing, and they are incredible artists, and I always want to support them, and they inspire me to do better and keep going, get through creative reps that I'm in and I just look at them. Like, Do you notice a shift between generational? So like for me, my parents, art, what is art? <laughs> and, you know, for the next generation, it's like, as you said, you're, you're encouraging that, encouraging being creative. Has it been like that for you where there's this shift of our parents' generation of like art, get a real job <laughs> versus like, no, I want my kids' art as a tattoo and I want to encourage that creativity. Totally. It's totally, I think this is, might be like the biggest generational difference between like our parents and like kids of, that we're having. I was just, and I, my parents are good people. Uh, but I was not supported in any way to have an art career. And even when I started it after having kids, I still, I didn't, and I still don't really get the kind of support that I would give my kids, which is kind of hard yeah. to, like, look at them. Like, I can't imagine not sitting on the sidelines and, like, being my kids' biggest cheerleaders. Absolutely. Um, that's a little bit hard, but I, I'm, again, looking at my kids and, like, knowing that I'm doing better for them. So it, it does make it worth it. Yeah. I know for me, my parents, are you getting paid? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you're doing this on the side. And like, my dad is also like, are you getting paid? Because I've started writing again and doing all that sort of stuff. And, and I think it's still hard for them to understand that sometimes creativity is just to be creative and to have it as a hobby and to, you know, to just explore 
express yourself because being of a generation born in the 80s, raised in the 90s, it's just very much like still that mentality because we were raised by that mentality of work and provide and, and do this yeah. stuff versus now it's just like, yeah, but I can do everything. I can still do it all and still be able to be a mother and a wife and a sister and all of these things because I am still all of these things, right? And I think people like, need art. Like people they need do. writing. They need things to listen to. They need things to look at. Like people need art. And like, to be able to express themselves and to feel whole, I think if we start suppressing a piece of ourselves that is creative, we just get stuck in, like, in mundane things that never genuinely make us happy. If you're the type to be creative versus the type to be much more, you know, analytical to do things. And, yeah, yeah. and I think it's what's important is that you do have your platform and able to express yourself that way. And I think that's super important. And I want you to keep it up because it's very special. Thank you. <laughs> What is your favorite thing about the Grapefruit Creative? Uh, I think my favorite thing is just how many mediums that I have and how versatile I am. I do watercolor and I do hand lettering. I do acrylic florals. I do doormats, jackets. Like I'm just never ever bored of what I do, which is great. Yeah. Which I think is also helpful to why or a big reason why I've been able to continue and carry on this long. I know a lot of small shops end up shutting down after a while because they just, people don't see the need or the, the desire for their pieces. So, but I feel like I am always growing and changing and adapting and adding new mediums and I do so much, so many different things that <laughs> I truly could never get bored and I hope that my art appreciators would never get bored as well. And I think that that's part of life, like you said, is that acknowledging that we need to grow and explore different things and different mediums and and the fact that you have different pieces and it's just it's part of life because we are never the same it takes like within seven years we are different people like our skin is different our like the makeup of our yeah the makeup of our skin is completely different in seven years which is nuts <laughs> Thing to think about. And to and to, to I think to stay stagnant um, is is hard. I think it's harder to stay stagnant than it is to grow. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. What do you find challenging about having your own business? Uh, definitely finding the balance. Yeah. It's, it's always going to be a challenge for me, but I'm so grateful that I am able to do what I do from my home. It's my biggest blessing that I have my own studio like right beside my kitchen that I could go to anytime and work or grab something or do anything uh, it's probably also my greatest curse that it's here <laughs> it's always on my mind and I'm always like cutting onions or something and I'm like yep I have six paintings that I still need to, to finish today yeah so I'm not, like, it's never far from thought yeah definitely balance mm -hmm. is my biggest challenge yeah. And I feel like any working mom, pretty much any human being can attest to that and would agree because we're just in a society that is driven by work. So trying to yeah. find that balance is yeah. always going to be a challenge. And taking the time for the things that you value 
and making sure you're present for those moments. I know for you, being a mom is is very important, and you want to, you, like, I need to be present, like, for these little moments, because they're going to go so fast. How do you take care of your mental health while running a business and being a mom and wife and having a whole household that is busy, frankly? Uh, yeah, so I'm a really big advocate for therapy. I think that everybody, any human, should go to therapy, no matter if you're happy or sad. I think that it is important to talk to somebody uh, and to help for that somebody to like help figure out just your thoughts of the world is a lot and I think that again like it it can benefit anybody whether you think that you're in a, a dark place or a good place I think that everybody needs to just have that ear of somebody who's non-biased and doesn't really know you and just have somebody to listen to mm-hmm. yeah I also uh my other big thing is uh working out I love I don't get to do as much as I want, obviously, because I have three children, but I also love working out. Um, I feel my working out relationship has, like, drastically changed in the last couple years. It was always, like, uh, in the losing weight, like, kind of area, but now Mm -hmm. it's just, like, strictly for my mental health. Mm -hmm. It just makes me focus clear. My head is clearer. makes me happier. I just feel so much better after a good workout. Yeah. And is it that like, I know for me working out, it's just like a, it's, it's a routine in the sense of like, I set this goal for myself to at least go, right? Like yeah. just to make it outdoor and go. For you, is it, is it that? And just like, there's some sort of order here that like, okay, today I'm working on this, 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 and that, right? Yeah. And it helps me maintain order in my head when all of everything else is going around me. Is that kind of? It definitely, I feel like definitely does that. It gives me, it just gives me like time to think and then I can like organize. I just feel more organized even yeah. after I do it. I can like, I've got my day planned. I can like do this and this and this after. It just, it's just a great feeling. Yeah. And I love that you brought up therapy. I completely agree. I started going to therapy uh, by the, at the end of uh, 2020 into, you know, now that almost the end of 2021. And it is like a game changer. It really is. (laughs) And like, I, I see the point now where like our parents generation are kind of afraid of therapy because one, they don't understand it. Two, they think something is wrong with them. And no matter how much you tell them, like, no, nothing is wrong with you. It's just a completely third person that yeah. can help you see something that was already within you to see that just helps bring it out. Because when, you know, for me, if I have my family or my friends that are very close and they're telling me things, of course, they're going to hype me up. They're going to gas me up, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. But like a third party is not going to gas you up. They're just going to be like, no, you're legitimately your own best friend. And to help you, like, if you do a bunch of self-compassion reali- uh, exercises you realize that, like, oh, therapy is just helping me realize that I have this inner bad bitch within me that's, like, my best. That's what my therapist calls her, my inner bad bitch. Um, That's always been within you, and I think that that third party just helps you see that. Totally. I'm so glad that it's, like, becoming okay. Yeah. 
And it was, and you know, to anybody of the older generation that's listening, it's always been okay. <laughs> I know that that's hard to wrap your head around, but it's always been okay. And if anybody is listening that is of our generation, you know, older millennials to younger millennials, it's okay too. It's okay that when you're ready to go to therapy, because you can only do it when you're ready, when you're ready to take that step and go to therapy and get that help, that's okay. Like, it's highly encouraged. Jillian and I are encouraging it, and we will, like... 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> exactly. We will We will be your... Get, we will gas you up to go, because anytime someone new tells me that they're doing therapy, my first response is like, yes, how do you <laughs> like it? Yes. So good. So, so good. If if you th- take anything from this episode, is that <laughs> Jillian is the bomb and go to therapy. <laughs> I approve that message. <laughs> what are some things you've learned about yourself since starting your business? Um, I mentioned it earlier, but I have I've always known this. I've worked really hard my entire life. I started working. I was 14, and I pretty much worked from 14 to 32 now, um, but I've never really appreciated that aspect of myself, but I've started to, about how hard of a worker I am, and I am dedicated and passionate, and I just really started finally, like, listening to that, that like, inner voice being like, yeah, you're allowed to say, like, you're a hard worker. Yeah. You do, you do it. You do good. That it's that again going back to like listen to your inner bad bitch. She's yeah. she they. It is within you. That person is within you to be like, no, you got this. Just brush it off. Get back up. Dirt off your shoulder, like Jay Z said, and just get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are your top five songs? Um. Okay. My number one is Jungle by. Ash Sultana. Uh, number two is Wheat Kings by The Tragically Hip. Number three is The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, number four is Walking After Midnight by Patsy Klein. And then I have to throw some Mariah in there. Yes. Number five is Mariah. <laughs> Amazing. I love all of those things. Like, you've got a mix of the 90s and, like, Canadian. It's just, like, all of... Yeah. It's all of our childhood, really. That is it's in all, there. It's a nice little round out. Yeah. The genres. Where can the people find you to make their orders, to just give you praise, to do all of the things? What? How can the people contact you? You can find me on Facebook and Instagram uh, at The Grapefruit Creative, or you can email me at hello at Perfect. I will put the details of how to contact Jillian in the description of this episode. Jillian, thank you so much for sitting down with me. For the audience, this is the second go-around. We had technical difficulties the first time. <laughs> we are nothing but flawed, and so is the process, but we <laughs> learn as we go through it, and I think that that is, again, what makes us human, and makes this fun. I, again, thank you so much for what you do and your contribution to art and being a mom and trying to manage it all. It's not easy. And whoever, whoever you think has it easy does not have it easy. I have plenty of parents, single, married, all sort of things in my friend group and 
None of it is easy when you're chasing your dreams. (laughs) No. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you, listeners. Thank you for listening to What's Your Hustle, created, produced, and hosted by yours truly, Halima Hussein. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Your Hustle Podcast. Subscribe, listen, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify, as well as anywhere else you stream podcasts. And until next time, whatever your hustle is, you got this.